Early this summer, I paid $4,500 for a horse. He's beautiful. A quarter horse gelding nearly 17 hands high. The grandson of the nationally famous two-eyed Jack. A blue roan with rust-colored markings on his face who, in the sunlight, looks like he's sculpted out of Oreo cookie ice cream. His name is Roni, evidence of a slight lack of imagination on the part of the cowboy named Skip who sold him to me. Skip is good at being a cowboy, though, and if Roni's anything to go on, even better at training a horse. I've been driving to New Mexico to ride Roni once a week for the last couple of months, testing him in every circumstance that I can think of to see how he responds to trouble on the trail. We've crossed rivers, negotiated highways, hurried across slippery blacktop parking lots, and chased off a whole pack of snarling Doberman mixed dogs. We've ridden through culverts, under interstate highways, where I had less than two inches clearance between my head and the structural concrete above me, and we've sidled up to barbed wire gates so I could lean over and open them without getting off. In eight four-hour rides, the only time I felt Roni's body tense was when an Air Force bomber executed an alarmingly low flyby in the middle of a spring thunderstorm, and even then he got over his minor panic before I had time to get scared. The words I keep using to describe Roni to my friends are centered and balanced. Being on his back, being in his presence, is a little like being in the presence of a Zen master. It's not just that he doesn't make me nervous, it's that he makes me calm beyond my wildest dreams. Skip says it even more simply. He calls Roni the horse with the heart of gold. I've always owned psychotic horses. Savannah, my Morgan mare, had a thing about scraping me off on tree branches and flying into bucking frenzies whenever she got bored. Willie, a thoroughbred quarter horse mix, had been drugged to make him faster on the track when he was younger. He seemed perfectly calm until one day he had a flashback and shattered my forearm so badly the doctors had to remove 19 pieces of bone. Desio, who was a perfect gentleman around the barn and a star in any ring or arena, works himself up into such a fear frenzy whenever we go out on the trail that there's often nothing for me to do but get off him, try to calm him, and lead him quietly back to the barn. There are no problem horses, say the equine gurus of the day, and I am 100% sure the fault in all of these cases is mine. When I bought each of these horses, they were young, untrained, and inexpensive, except Savannah, who was free. I should have known she might have some problems when her owner said he'd pay me to get her out of his sight for good. And hard as I might try, however much book and clinic knowledge I can put behind me, I'm simply not connected securely enough to myself to train young horses properly. I believe I'm getting closer, but I'm not there yet. For the last 20 years, I had everyone convinced I wasn't afraid of anything. But try telling that story to a horse when you're sitting on his back. Horses know the truth about how you're feeling faster than you have time to think it, no matter how hard you try to appear confident and calm. Horses are perfect mirrors of the psyche, seeing through manipulation and deceit and then acting out whatever fear picture you've shown them. This is maybe why, in spite of a handful of fairly serious injuries, I've never stopped riding horses. 
Even in my most locked-up periods of denial, I wanted to be in the presence of somebody or something who knew the deepest truth about me.